Welcome to Palliative Perspective, a podcast produced by the Hospice and Palliative Nurses Association. Each episode will explore important topics from the field of hospice and palliative care to preserve our history, explore current challenges, find inspiration from our patients, create connections within our field, and peek into the research that shapes our future. Whether you're a seasoned nurse, a nursing student, or simply interested in the field of hospice and palliative care, we're glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to uh, be here this afternoon with two of my colleagues from the HPNA HPNF Board of Directors, Michelle Webb, the HPNA Past President, and Masako Marahara, the HPNA President Elect. My name is Lynn Ranke. I'm the current HPNA HPNF President. I'm a professor at the University of Utah College of Nursing in palliative and end-of-life care. Michelle, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm uh, Michelle Webb, and I am a clinical assistant professor at Duke University, and uh, um, I'm happy to be here today. Thank you, Michelle. And Masako? Thank you, Lynn. My name is Masako Mayahara. I am a, a research faculty at the Washington University in St. Louis School of Medicine. Division of Palliative Medicine, and I'm also a professor of nursing at the Goldfarb School of Nursing. Wonderful. So today we are going to talk about mentorship and how mentorship can shape our careers and really influence um, our, our lives in many ways, both sometimes professionally and personally. So many of us have had mentors in our lives that have impacted our careers. And some of us have not had the opportunity to have formal mentors. So let's start by discussing how, how does one identify a mentor and ask for their help with being their, their mentorship? So Misako, could, let's start with you. Could you share how you uh, have identified potential mentors? So I always look for mentors who are experts in their field. My first mentor was Judy Pace. As you know, she is an international expert in cancer pain management. I sought her mentorship because I wanted to learn how she manages patient pain. I also actively sought out mentors from the leaders of HPNA because I wanted to make a bigger impact on improving serious illness care. I met Judy Lance at the annual assembly in Chicago, and she was the HPNA president at that time. I asked her what I need to do to become a leader like her, and she told me that I should plan to be on the HPNA board of directors in the future, and I did not believe it was even possible at that time, but she definitely planted the seed. Another mentor is Ginger Marshall. She's the CEO of HPNA and HPNF, and I also approached her at the annual assembly for career advice. And I was debating whether I should do an INP or remain a researcher. And she told me not everyone can be everything. And she said that I need to uh, find a unique way to make a contribution. And I ended up becoming a federally funded researcher. So. I want to thank her for her advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. So when I listen to you, 
it sounds like you look for certain qualities of a mentor. So for example, with Judy Pace, seeking out her expertise as a pain management in pain management and with Ginger um, from her, like her leadership perspective. And I think that combination um, you know, sometimes, you know, one person can't do everything for us in terms of mentorship. So that's a great example. And look at you now um, with Judy's advice, uh, serving on the board and soon to be president of HPNA. I love it. Thank you. Michelle, you have shared in the past with some, some of us that you didn't necessarily have nurses as mentors. What are your thoughts and experience of having mentors other than nurses, such as executive leaders or perhaps even physician colleagues? Yes, thanks for that question. Um, I, I didn't have nurses as mentors. Um, I had um, lots of individuals who acted as sponsors for me, and I think of sponsors as those people who kind of bring you and your qualifications into the rooms that you can't get into. Uh, and so my lead, my uh, my mentors have been informal, uh, people who've been my direct supervisors and peer mentors. And I've had a couple of excellent peer mentors in uh, Dr. Janet Bull and Dr. John Morris. And I and, uh, had a former, uh, my former CEO, um, and I still work with, with these people uh, in Telios Collaborative Network um, as a leadership consultant. Uh, they were, uh, my former CEO was also an, an, an informal mentor, but, um, you know, it was a mentoring and a supervisor relationship. Um, but uh, I, so I think that I think that those can be very effective. And I think that uh, formal mentorships with uh, people who whose practice um, you want to emulate for me, it was leaders that I really looked up to and admired and felt I could learn a great deal from. And uh, a lot of those were nurses. And now I have some wonderful nurse mentors um, in hospice and palliative nursing. Um, and uh, I also have mentors who are not nurses, and I think there's definitely advantages, but I, I, I think that when you're thinking about the qualities that you look for, for me, number one is someone who, um, who really um, has a practice that I would emulate. And I also have been interested in, but had, had not always been able to find mentors who, um, who um, had some lived experiences that were similar to mine, who faced similar challenges to me in the profession. And so I really um, think that sometimes that means that people have to think beyond nurses to uh, if they aspire to uh, certain positions for mentorship. Thank you for sharing that. I think I love that message of having formal and informal mentors um, and as well as having like a variety of mentors, even though we're nurse leaders and in various roles, I think learning from business persons or physician colleagues, et cetera, can really help to well uh, round out our experiences as leaders. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's certainly been my experience. Masako, I was wondering if you could share with us some of the advantages of having um, relationship uh, with a you know a mentor, a professional relationship. Sure. Uh, mentors who share your goals and passions can be your sponsor, as Michelle said, and can open many doors for you. Um, my research mentor uh, helped me write my first published article because she believed research has meaning for impact only when it's really shared with people and disseminated. 
um, but the effort it took for her to teach someone just because she believes in it, whose first language is not English, was really challenging. But she was very patient with me, and I really learned everything about how to write a paper, how to publish it, how to apply for grant, everything uh, from her. But it's it's because she was passionate about that too. And she's also my biggest supporter. So she will put me, put my name up for a word or suggest next steps because she's, she's really invested in my work. And when your goal and the passion really align with your mentors, uh, they will become a sponsor for you. So that's really effective kind of relationships. Mm. I really love how you just said it. it's someone that believes in you. Sometimes when we don't even believe in ourselves or maybe our self, our self-confidence level is a bit low that this person really boosted you up and, you know, helped you in so many ways of your career. I'm wondering um, if either of you have ever had a negative relationship with a mentor. And if so, like, what did that, what did that look like? I have not. This is this is uh, Michelle Webb speaking. Uh, all of my uh, formal and informal uh, relationships, be they peer relationships, relationships with other nurses, relationships with um, leaders outside of the profession, as you said, those in business have been have been extremely positive. And um, I think it's largely because I really explicitly chose those individuals and reached out to them and knew them. Um, not only their practice, but knew who they were as people prior to engaging in that mentorship relationship and also, um, you know, was very clear how their goals, how some of the goals that I had aligned with them, the expertise that they had to share. That's interesting. So you, by you selecting the right person to, you know, help you with whatever skills that you were looking for to learn and grow in, you, you know, it's resulted in more positive relationships. Um, that's interesting because we're not always in a situation where we can select our mentors. Um, sometimes they're kind of, we're just thrown together. Um, Masako, have you, um, do you, are you ha willing to share any of your experiences with? Sure. Uh, um, unlike Michelle, I, I had mentors that, uh, um, I didn't have a best of relationships. Um, I once had a mentor who was very passive and, uh, nothing came from the person unless I asked for advice and uh, it looked like the person was just doing the job because he was just assigned to me you know mm -hmm. um, and uh, another mentor was very very strong and uh, very accomplished but I just um, as a mentee blindly followed her footsteps and unless um, until like I started to feel like a this is not exactly what I want to do, but uh, she wants to do. And uh, I just felt like uh, this is not going well because I was just following her path, not my own path. And uh, eventually I needed to uh, part from these mentors and it was difficult, um, but I have to do that. Yeah, that is a really hard um, thing to do is be, to be able to like step back and say that this relationship um, is not working or fruitful. So good for you that you're able to recognize that. I'm wondering if either of you have ever taken any formal mentorship 
courses, you know, where you sometimes you learn about like having contracts um, or certain setting boundaries with um, your mentees or mentors. Uh, this is Michelle again, and I have, and I, it was very helpful. Um, and um, I think it was very critical to the success of the matching of the mentor. I mean, um, and um, as well as, um, you know, just being clear about what the boundaries are of that mentoring relationship. And um, I think this is, um, um, this was through a professional organization and HPNA also has a leadership mentorship program that, um, um, that matches individuals, but the, the probably the, the 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 best the strongest program that I've been in was one where there was a, there was a very um, well designed process of matching, and then there was training for both the mentor and the mentee, so that they could um, uh, both be clear about what the boundaries of that relationship were, and that the goals for the mentor and the mentee were well aligned, and uh, included training for things like how to contract um, and uh, ways to document, um, you know, the progress in the relationship and ways to specifically evaluate. So there was, there was, there were tools to assist the mentor and the mentee to ensure that it was a successful relationship. And uh, I felt like the training was valuable and having a process, um, an evidence-based process really for mentorship was really very helpful to me and to the mentee. And, um, and I think contributed greatly to successful mentoring relationships that I've, um, engaged in since having that training. Thank you for sharing that. I also have taken a formal mentorship course and again, also learned, um, you know, about different various types of uh, mentoring and, and being on both sides too, being a mentee and the responsibilities of that. Um, I wonder, Masako, if you um, now that you're in a position, a, a, a nurse scientist and um, if, and you, I'm sure you have many mentees, how do you keep relationships um, more formal with your mentees versus, you know, maybe the slippery slope sometimes of turning into um, a friendship that can sometimes be hard when those lines are blurred? Mm -hmm. I totally um, have that kind of relationship. I think talking about the training, one thing that I want training that really helped me was uh, career cartography, that's the legacy map that you set almost like a, you know, like a map where you want to go and uh, always have the map shared with my mentee. Uh, so we know where that person wants to go. And I have uh, my own goal where what I want to go. And having that um clear destination okay. statement, why am I doing this? And uh, both of us having that is has been helpful. So if you are deviating from that and, you know, we are becoming friend and uh, more casual relationship and we have to say, wait, why are we meeting? Are we making progress towards your goal? If it's not, this is not productive relationship. So it's really helped me set up the uh, boundaries and also having that, you know, map in front of you, um, what, how much progress <laughs> have, have my mentor made, a mentee made over the years, that's my responsibility too. So I think that's really helped me uh, guide my mentorship. And uh, it's a tool that is very effective and helpful. That's that's so good. It's called the legacy map, just so yes. I'm clear. Yeah. It's, a, it's called mm -hmm. Kalia Cartography. And uh, 
it's the um, you can search for the Google, um maybe you can do legacy map but uh, you put the goal first why you are doing this uh, everything you do like I want to end the pain at the end of life that's my goal so everything I do have to kind of walk towards the goal so becoming mm -hmm. HPNA um president that is one way for me to influence the pain management pain and symptom management. Uh, for the patients um, suffering from serious illness. So everything has to be. So it's kind of filter through your thinking before you take action. Mentors, same way I ask a question, look at what, what your goal, what, what you want to accomplish in your life. And then the select activities that uh, um, that person is engaging and that look together. Is it really helping that person achieve the goal? I love that keeping your your meetings very goal oriented, very focused. It's great advice. Thank you for sharing, Michelle. You had mentioned earlier that HPNA we're so fortunate to have many resources available for our members. Um, for, uh, we have a, a structured mentorship program and leadership resources. Do you um would do you want to share a little bit about your experience with um either or, um, the mentorship program? Um, sure, I've signed up to be a mentor. I've not had the opportunity to mentor anyone through that program. And so here's a great opportunity to let people know that I am definitely interested in that because I think that um, HVNA has a great uh, nursing resource guide about leadership and, and really the idea that um, uh, as healthcare gets more complex, mentorship is just invaluable. And um, so I think that um, it's, it's, a, it's a great option, the program, and you can sign up um, on the HPNA website to be either a mentor or a mentee. And um, I loved what um, Masako said about that. Basically, you know, it gives you, you can, you can work with someone that you're seeking, um, again, um, specific goals for your career. And um, there's also, I'm that HPNA resource guide. Uh, books that you can read generally on leadership just to kind of begin to explore who you are as a leadership. And then I also, through, through uh, HPNA, have, been, uh, have become certified as a hospice and palliative care administrator. So there's quite a bit of leadership opportunities there as well. And then certification in your area of specialty. I, my, my definition of leadership is pretty broad. I think of leadership as influence. And I think uh, to some degree, I think all nurses are leaders, especially in the healthcare environment that we live in today and, in, and where we're seeing, um, you know, rapid advances in serious illness care. Every nurse has an opportunity to lead within whatever scope of influence they choose. And so becoming a clinical leader, becoming a, a, a leader, um, um, an executive leader or a formal leader in that way, um, HPNA has resources to help people, and, and that resource guide is a great start because it gets you to thinking about really where you want to go as a leader, what leadership might look like for you specifically, um, mm -hmm. and also includes some links to other mentorship programs uh, that you might consider in, in addition to HPNA's uh, program, and um, so uh, a great a great tool. Um, leadership is one of our pillars at HPNA, so obviously, you know, we value it and we believe that um, um, that our members, um, we hope our members will aspire to be mentors. And so there's a, there's a, a web page that um, talks about how you start and how you can enroll as a mentee, how you can find a mentor, how you can find a mentee, and um, there's some very, um, um, very experienced leaders 
who uh, have are signed up to be mentors and um, looking for the opportunity to, to to have someone to mentor. Thank you for describing and that. And I think uh, to our audience, um, anyone that wants to um, have Michelle uh, serve as a, a, a mentor, um, she is available. Uh, Masako, <laughs> have you anything you want to add to um, the resources that HPNA offers for mentorship program or leadership? Yes. So the, my professional development really was my um, encounter with HPNA leaders. So as an organization, we really support um, our members to find their way and make the contributions. And uh, Michelle talked a lot about the HPNA and uh, one of the official journal. Um, our official journal is Hospice and Palliative Nursing Journal. Uh, that journal, um, people may not know, but they have a mentorship component. So I was sharing how difficult for me to take a first step and my mentor helped me write the first paper. But if you have an interesting project and you want to publish something, the journal have a mentorship opportunity. So you can contact the mentor, uh, the journal and say, I want, I have a very interesting case I want to write in a paper, but I don't know how. We, have, we can provide a mentorship for the person to publish their work. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you. So many different avenues that our members can take, and we hope that you'll take advantage um, of our stellar programs. I really want to thank both of you. What a delight it is to have this conversation about the importance of mentorship and to learn from both of you about your experiences, both positive and sometimes, sometimes not so positive, but important for us to learn about. So with that, I'll say um, good afternoon. Thank you. And thank you so much for your attention. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found our discussion informative and engaging. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support what we do, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe for future episodes. This helps us to continue to build our audience of listeners and dive deeper into the world of hospice and palliative nursing to bring you more insightful interviews. Have an idea for a future episode? Send us an email at info at For more resources on hospice and palliative nursing, be sure to visit us at www.hbna.org.